0: Hello this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore (laughs) with the podcast We're All Psychic and today we have yet another freaking amazing guest her name is Liz Liz would you like to say hello hello and hello Liz we're happy to have you Misty would you like to ask Liz a question
1: sure Liz do you think that we're all psychic? that is a fabulous question I do think that people are all inherently psychic. I think the way in which the psychic ability emerges is the differentiation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Yes, yes. And sometimes one thing can appear, and then years later, another thing kind of grows out of it. Mm,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I've
0: had that yeah. So it brought you to that. Have you always been raised around this kind of mindset, or have, did you develop it on your own, or did you have help? Uh,
1: that's a wild story. So, uh I got to take this all the way back um to when I was in kindergarten. Uh, I was raised by a devout Catholic mom who was not anywhere open to any of this stuff. And so she sent me like a, like any Catholic sent me to a nice Catholic school and um me too. I never <laughs> Um, I never really thought anything of it, right? Because it was just normal for me, like talking yeah. to the, you know, quote unquote invisible friends. So it's always been like that
0: for you. And you, you It's yeah. always
1: been like that. I was an only child, um, and grew up an only child. So being little, uh, I just I would play outside by myself and I would have all these friends all around me and they were spirits and elements and yeah you know some people call them fair folk or whatever and I just I would just be outside and playing with all the things and (laughs) and just being myself right and it was just normal so when I went to school and was getting reprimanded by the nun that was the teacher for talking in class and like her not understanding who I was talking to and oh oh, yeah it was a whole thing because like she's like oh you need to stop talking and so my neighbor um the student next door next to me would get in trouble and so eventually she moved me all the way to the back of the class by myself Mm -hmm. and I was still talking and she's like I don't understand who you're talking to and you know so I was telling her you know this kid or that kid or that person or the dead kid that, you know, the dead person. And, and so, so uh, and was... how did she react? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, she told my mother I was expelled.
0: <laughs> I was no. expelled.
1: Were yep, they saying and, you were uh, like,
0: you know, talking to demons and stuff. Possessed. Time, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I worked in a Catholic <laughs> church and I read poems. This is in like Phoenix of all places in 2000, five six uh, four i ran churches and the methodist church was okay but the catholics i had a really good friend uh that would sometimes substitute on the soundboard for me and he always sat back there and talked to me after a year and a half he, he always had this hand putty he was playing with and after a year and a half i said "Ooh, that hand putty so let me play with it and i said this is great for palm reading and he says you know every time you read a palm everything you say the devil makes come true what <laughs> Yeah, but the, you know, that's, that's, that's like, but the weird, what's weird is upbringing. My upbringing was Catholic, but it was all okay to be psychic and it was okay to explore that side of ourselves here. Mm. But some people don't have that same, you know, belief in their, in their religions. So, yeah. Oh, oh, what was your experience after you got expelled? What did you feel like?
1: Oh, my God. Well, my mother, she sheltered me from some of that. I didn't find out until later that they, told my mom that i needed an exorcism no it was yeah uh, yeah you're demons the devil's and you're like right. Reagan
0: and stuff right
1: <laughs> and it's like you know this is <laughs> really? the 90s you know i mean yeah. so it was kind of right at the height of um you know the satanic panic
0: so it was like oh, yeah. yeah
1: i get it <laughs> not to date myself but you know i mean yeah, so no, i know we're on the it. same
0: we're probably the same age yeah <laughs> probably you look quite young, though, if I do say so. I'm 48. <laughs> Missy, you're forty. Oh, 46.
1: 46, yeah, yeah. You guys look great. I'm telling you, it's just something about about the, you your guys' generation, the Gen X, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Xennial. I'm, like, right in between Gen
0: X and Millennial, you know? You know, that's like, funny. I'm just, a Millennial, just, but I'm an elder. <laughs> I totally just read an article on Facebook. Somebody wrote a post about being, what was the word again you just said? The x ex- Zennial. Yeah, read uh, just like maybe an hour ago. Read a big long thing about what that was. You <laughs> know, I was like, "Oh, wow, okay, I didn't know," and that makes sense. You know what I yeah. read? Yeah.
1: And it's kind of wild because, like, they explain us as being the walker of two worlds, and I grew up. Being a walker of two worlds already, right? Like uh, you know, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, straddling both. Uh, you know, the the living realm and and the other realm, right? You know, so in so. society
0: and in your spirituality, you were kind of in a couple worlds, like beat hands in, yeah,
1: right, absolutely. So did your mother? You know, b- b- obviously, your mother didn't believe that you needed an exorcism, right? Right yeah so, but you know there was a lot of guilt on there from her, because, like for her, I was her miracle child. She had me at mm-hmm. forty, and um, she met my dad, and she was raised well, I should back way up here, and she was raised in an orphanage in mm-hmm. um in colony here in in New York, and um so she was raised in a Catholic orphanage um St Coleman's. And was going to become her
0: family. (laughs) The Catholic, uh, yes, uh, religion would be her family. Yeah, of course,
1: absolutely. And so she was going to become an apostate, which is like a basically a beginning nun. Yeah. Um, and uh, she went out on, like, I guess she said that they have, like, a rum rumspringa, kind of like how the Amish do, where they are forced to go out into the world for a oh, period of time. Oh, I know what that time. is.
0: Devil's Playground. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've yeah. Saw, like, a show called Devil's Play They call it the Devil's Playground. Yeah, I read I saw that in a show anyway.
1: <laughs> so she went out for her frolic amongst, you know, <laughs> the, the regulars and um, ended up having my sister... So she didn't ever go back to being a nun, but, um, you know, she, she gave my sister away to uh, a family member because back in the sixties, unwed mm-hmm. young women that are 19 or 20, they don't, they don't keep their babies. They they, they mm-hmm. don't get to, you know, right. right, so that was a thing. And then, um, in her timeline, uh, birth control, became legal and abortion became legal and all the things that she could do to prevent and choose whether or not she was going to keep or punt that little miracle back into the universe. So, (laughs) um, she felt like because she had had a couple of, um, abortions, uh, between my sister and I that. I was, and she became a born again Christian when she met my father. That I was her forgiveness, right? That I was her oh, wow. ability That's a to lot of
0: responsibility repent. put on you. Yeah, did you feel that right. her? like? Like oh, situation? she
1: told me that often. It was she would tell me that all the time. She's like, "You're supposed to be my redemption." she'd be so disappointed. Like in what you don't I'm have doing. your own like, life,
0: you're just an extension of what she is being served in life or something. Or, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's like literally the definition of coming up in a toxic household is that you can have that one parent that you're supposed to be an extension of them. You're not allowed to be an individual. And yeah. so obviously I became an empath because I had to be yeah. very aware of the emotions and base. Because right. sometimes
0: they're not hard on you and sometimes they are and you don't know when you got to feel it out what, what what do I need to say here what's going to happen what's the atmosphere
1: yeah. yeah yep And uh so yeah it was it was really put on me that I was supposed to be you know everything that everything this godly child that she was supposed to have and and uh mm-hmm. it, it was supposed was to be her forgiveness and so <laughs> I I have this joke now that it's like that I'm karma, right? <laughs> like, I'm karma. karma.
0: Yeah. That, like,
1: I, I came around, and I gave my mom a really hard time. I had ADHD. You know, I was a wild kid. I, ter- I was like pagan AF right from the beginning. Right.
0: <laughs> so uh, I
1: didn't, I didn't want nothing to do with that garbage. Like I like being out in the trees and with the birds and, and the animals. And I remember even being like eight years old and And my mom was doing like Bible studies inside and I was just outside and I'm like, this is my church. Like this is, this is where I get my soul fed. It's just laying in the grass, looking at the clouds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I felt that way, but I never had words for it. Like this feels like my church or this feels like my sacred space, you know, outside. Cause I was always outside too. Like you, Missy, you were too, weren't you? Oh yeah. That was my home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So listeners and watchers, or I'm sorry, it's not a it's not a video podcast. We we <laughs> decide new audio, it's just an audio podcast. Um Elizabeth or was what her name was when I first was introduced to her, and now we're on very close terms. She is Liz. Mm-hmm. So um as of today. So Liz was telling me in an email that she she has some theories about how trauma does unlock some things and open them up really young for all. And and it's really interesting you say that, Liz, because a lot of our guests, almost all of them, have said they had trauma. Who who were working with the energy early and young? They said trauma kind of awakened it or made them start feeling and working with, like you just said, working with the empathy to know what to do in a situation before it happens. Absolutely. And Absolutely, it's just so fascinating. So, listener, she's going to let us know about that. You know, like how 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 do you feel about that? Is that like kind of what what you were getting at there? Or- you know. Yeah,
1: I, I think that, like, you know, I was born with some natural gifts, but I think that because I was traumatized from the beginning, uh, unlike most people where I was conditioned out of it, but because I had that trauma right from the beginning, that that responsibility put on me right from the beginning, and then just... <sighs> Just trauma after trauma after that, like there's just, uh, it's so complex from that point on. And it just, but because I never got out of the survival mode until I was in my 30s. Yeah. yeah. I never lost it, right? I never lost that empathy. And then going right from a, uh, a toxic mother to a toxic relationship, right? Because we marry our parents. Right. And my mom raising me by herself. Like I found a man that was almost exactly like my mom. And, and so, you know, I was still in that, um, survival mode right up until I was 33 and decided to walk away. So yeah. How hard was that
0: to do to walk away? Were you done or was it hard?
1: I was done. Um, I had two boys, uh, from a I have two boys from a previous marriage that were very um bonded with him. Um, um and so I stayed because he was really good to them. And yeah. it wasn't until he decided to start attacking them because he couldn't hurt me anymore Ooh. that I decided yeah. to be done. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. I'm, I'm like so I either need sorry. to be done or I'm gonna be in jail. Like <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Liz,
0: you sound like us. We Missy and I have often talked about on this podcast how we we, we kind of have to learn the hard way. It's not a great quality. Mm. It's how you really learn it, we have joked about. But um, we go, th- I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, some of us who are called into this kind of work to help other people heal in some fashion of their spirit or personality or emotions, get bring them peace, you know, overall with readings or help that we can offer in a spiritual aspect or a divination aspect. I feel like, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of people really benefit from just that interaction, you know, of, of getting, Absolutely. The and, um, and I, I, I found that like for you, maybe all these experiences, maybe you would see this way too, but all the bad things that I've happened have happened to me. That I was just like, oh, God, that was crushing. You know, I really had to mm. learn some hard and do it over and over and over to learn it. But um, I'm ever grateful that I did. But I don't know why I have to learn the hard way. I mean, I kind of have common sense sometimes. And there's really something, <laughs> be saying, wah, 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 you know, and it's just like doesn't know, um, I, you know, for me personally, I'm kind of in a, compu- a f- confused place in my life and um, right now. So this is a really yeah. interesting topic. Um, I don't feel like I had trauma as a child, but I did have like conditional kind of situations, you know,
1: um,
0: right. with like, I had to always be a certain, I felt like I had to be a certain way, but I wasn't very self-conscious until I was about 12. That's when my self-conscious and that's when the empathy developed and everything. Otherwise, right. I was just a wild kid playing in the woods, pretending I was a cat, you know, and everyone was fine. <laughs> <laughs> So what would you advise to people who who may not have recognized that this is part of why they're sensitive and it's really happening? For a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I think um, they, they want to know what's happening. They want validation, you know?
1: So the reason why the trauma is that what you're asking like the reason why the trauma like pointing out to them
0: like advising them kind of like what to point out to them how they're using their energy because of you know and what they can do to get rid of the trauma with the energy itself
1: oh fabulous get rid of it
0: from it you know i was going i was kind of free phrasing it but yeah
1: (laughs) that that's a that's actually a really great um really great question and um so the reason, so, hmm, all right. So when we get into situations, whether it's with our parents or whether it's with our significant others, and, and sometimes it can even be with our own damn kids. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's not, you know, let's not be around the bush here. Like, <laughs> you know, we raise our kids a certain way, but we're, we're only responsible for so much of their personality. And then the mm-hmm. rest comes from outside. So you very well could have a kid that's a manipulator and, you know, has these mood swings and whatever. But anyway, I digress. Nice. Um
0: you get into these
1: yeah you get in these situations either with your parents or with someone else it could even be a friend um usually it's it it's not always with it doesn't always start with your family it can start with a relationship but so you get into these situations with people you're either born into them or you get into them and this person has a way of kind of Hmm. Slowly making it feel like you're the problem, right? Oh yeah, that they that, are. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that we like, all know that one. Yeah,
1: they're perfect. They don't do anything wrong. You have issues. You have insecurity issues, and that's why you're feeling this type of way. It's like, oh no, you're possessive over me because you have problems. Yes, you're, you're not possessive. Them. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not you don't have you don't have insecurity issues because I am projecting the behavior that is making you worry about my fidelity. You have issues, not yeah. me. I put that there to test you and you failed. I did that to test you and you failed. Why, you know why are you acting this way like you know and, and gaslighting like it's your fault
0: <laughs> that he cheated yeah. yeah yeah oh my god like, like if, if you He'll hadn't like have said that. that
1: if we hadn't had that argument i wouldn't have went out i wouldn't have gotten drunk, oh yeah i your wouldn't fault. have met her oh yeah, yeah he, right. he accidentally and so slipped fault.
0: and you know yep. well, just because of you you tripped him <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah yep. i hate that for you i'm so sorry
1: you know i mean and it's more common unfortunately than well, how did you get your healing
0: done have you healed like i have how did you pro- progress with your healing from in a relationship like that because i had one mm-hmm. like that and it was very difficult for a long time and uh so it's only a couple of years out of it the marriage and i still have issue with uh well like feeling i'm being dominated you know sometimes i'm mm-hmm. not a good judge of when i am or not and i think i think i'm still in the past you know, and it's. I I would take any personal recommendations you have for that.
1: I started while I was in the relationship, actually, I I saw I started seeing the patterns and I started educating myself on what the narcissist was. And I started educating on what the narcissist empath relationship is Mm. and how. The empath feeds the narcissist yes. and vice versa. You know, the, let's not let's not, you know, just put all the blame on the narcissist. The narcissist actually feeds the empath, too, because the empath wants to be wanted Valeded and wants to be needed. Right. And it's it, it's this anxious and avoidant attachment that is a cycle that just continues. They want to heal it.
0: They want to heal it and fix it so they feel better. They might not yeah, be aware I of fix sympathy and them wanting to fix them so they themselves feel happier. And uh, so the other person is not, you know, their energy is not constantly in your face. But if they're aggressive types and they want your their energy in your energy and to possess you kind of <laughs> and your actions mm-hmm. and thoughts, I think there are people like that. And I, I've, I've been, you know, experienced closeness with people like that. And it's so shocking to me when I find out, you mm-hmm. know, when I figure it out. I mean, I, like you said, I'd see patterns and stuff in different relationships. But it took me a long time to just trust my intuition with it, you know, that I, they were telling me, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. This is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. But, you know, in the end, I found out it wasn't necessarily a right or wrong thing. In some of these cases, it was like we are not right for each other kind of thing, you know. Right.
1: I did go to college and took some psychology courses, and that really did help. Like, you know. Yeah,
0: I did, too. And it did help.
1: Yeah, it really illuminates the human mind and, like, how thought process happens, especially with behavioral psychology, I think really helps kind of pull that out, right? And and shows you why people behave the way they do and how the behavior and stimuli of the environment outside of the relationship and in their own family dynamics growing up is what sculpted and molded them yes. into the individual they are today. And, you know, you can even get courses... For really lower costs, like Google has a really great um, learning platform where with Coursera, where you can take courses and educate yourself. And even if you're not putting it towards a degree, just to self-embetterment and self-enlightenment. I think it's really important. Um, So on top of that, and then also... I started doing a lot of meditative work, right? And I started moving my body in a way that felt meaningful to me. And yes. whether that was going for a walk or doing yoga or working out, like, um, I getting did a in lot the physical, of physical. Like
0: being in the physical helps a lot, doesn't it? Well, yeah.
1: it's, it, you're constantly in a state of survival. So you're yes. constantly getting flooded with endorphins and, um, With cortisol and adrenaline. So having an output for all that stuff is really helpful too. Yeah. Because you're burning it out of your body finally, and you can finally calm down and focus and see what's going on. Right. Sometimes like Um, I've said
0: this often on podcasts, if you do something creative or or athletic, we've talked about this on a recent podcast, it often will just bring um, a balance to the physical, which can help everything else, you know? And Absolutely. uh, and, and so it can like work imagine the imagination if you get something, you know, a daydream about something you love, like a castle or the dragon or something. And that's your castle or something. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually listeners. Re- you can't see, but my background is a castle with it.
1: <laughs> that's a really great segue into what I was gonna mention next, which is um the meditative work of of healing those stories that you go over yes. in your mind right yes, and you use that. yeah you use that imagination of yours you go into a med- meditative state and you kind of instead of going over in your mind over and over again in these cycles of what happened you're like this happened so what you know what if i had said this what if i had said that you know oh my god you know you, you know how it is we like yeah. to chew on it and then we stick it in our hair and we think about it for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> and, and um in this way you can actually go back in your mind because your mind doesn't know the difference between what you're thinking about and what you're actually doing right it, does, right. it, has, it doesn't it
0: doesn't, it doesn't and your dreams so, even seem so like yeah and that's know, why you have that.
1: anxiety attacks you have panic attacks and stuff because your mind's going through these um going through these scenarios and it doesn't yeah. realize that you're not actually experiencing that and, and you, you have, have a panic attack yeah, yeah
0: yeah
1: so you go into a meditative state and you relive that scenario that happened but this time you play it out in the way that is healthy or that you would wanted to see it happen right okay, okay. um and you can do this that's as many times as possible until you get it right right so even mm. if no matter what like you get halfway through and it all goes to shit again you can you can try it again there's yeah that's the great thing about the past is that you can you can go back as many times as you want to fix it
0: you can reframe what the past's influence are on you now i think by doing that like you're saying instead of identifying with it as part of who i am or something like that i can make it external and i think i have to work out it's not a part of me uh, you know so that's
1: something that it does because that's what that's what um they're doing with the ketamine Right now in the hospitals, they're using ketamine to help treat depression and anxiety because it causes that disassociation where yeah. you're pulling things out and away from you. And it's it's almost like putting everything in this little Merkaba and every single facet of that Merkaba is a different issue that you're dealing with. And you can just kind of hold it in your hand and look at it for what it is instead of how it's affecting you.
0: I love that. Wow. And you have you have really learned a lot of like really great skills, and you are really wonderful explaining how your part of you, your point of view, everything you've been through, and how to. Do I appreciate
1: it. that. Thank so you. Yeah,
0: it's helping me, Misty. I know you must have some questions.
1: Okay, so um, what are you doing now? You know, you talked about the past, and you know what what you went through and everything. So, so what happened? What happened next after? <laughs> you know. You found out, you said in your thirties that um, you finally were were done. You got a divorce, and mm-hmm. so what brought you to where you are today? Well, here's a horrible thing: I wasn't even married to the man. I, well, I, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <How did you laughs> I mean, no. Deep? It's like it's worse. That's because a good thing. Like, you no, know, <laughs> no. To stay, there was like nothing there.
0: If you had been and married, then, he would have had something on you. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. God, for sure. But so, do you believe in manifestation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I started working at a school district driving a school bus Mm -hmm. and I was still with my toxic partner at the time. And a mutual friend of ours was an aide of my toxic ex and mine was an aide at the school where I worked. And she kept asking me when I was going to marry this person because we've been together for like eight years now. When are you going to get married? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never getting married. And, um, I got married real young at 18 because I got pregnant and um, I'm like, nope, I'm n- I'm never getting married again. And she's like, really? I was like, yep. I said, you want to know how soon I'm going to get married. She's like, how soon is that? I pointed to this guy that I had this really big crush on at, at work that I barely knew said hi to him maybe once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am s- going to get married so soon that I'm going to marry that man before I marry the guy that I'm with now. And <laughs> I, 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 two years later, I'm walking down the aisle with that man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was
1: coming. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't see it coming. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah, wow. girl. and he <laughs> is—he's wonderful. He's like you know, I after two weeks of being with this man, I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna marry him." <laughs> that
0: is so wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's a great, and great story. So
1: he's then, what so happened after that? Ooh, like, how he, did you? Sorry, go ahead. Finish. No. Uh, what happened after that? I mean, you know, you manifested him. So, I mean, mm-hmm. how did you get to where you are now where you're teaching people and doing all these? Uh, things? Didn't you say you have like a coven? And- oh, I yeah, I used to. Yeah, that that's a bit of a story. But um, coven did what coven does. And uh, the other leader decided that they wanted to be more like a church and less like a coven. And I said, well, I'm out oh no yeah so and made it
0: a religious i guess instead of spiritual it sounds like indeed so and i was like
1: i'm out i can't do that so that's but, how um, i feel
0: i'm not really looking for a religion i just i just want to meet like-minded spiritualists you know <laughs> indeed. indeed,
1: and that was this past weekend that was everyone oh. from all different walks and bringing all their their stuff and all their love and their spirituality and you know it was it was beautiful but um to answer your question misty um So I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without my husband, without the support that he gives me, without the encouragement, because he saw in me what the last one tried to stomp down right and you mm-hmm. know uh i say that you know he waf- waffle stomped my ego down the drain at every opportunity and um my husband is just like you're so smart and you know all this and you're great with psychology and you know everything about religion because like i'm just such a nerd when it comes to mm-hmm. religion yeah, like and it. culture and yeah yeah and um he's like, you know, oh yeah, you can do this. And, and like, everybody absolutely loves it when you talk to them about their stuff and they always say they feel better after they talk to you. And, and he's like, you know, you have this ability that you've had since you were little. And he's like, you really want to help people. And I think you can use it to help people. And, and so I do, and he provides the platform for me to do it. And he's like, you know, we do, um, Kind of less healy type stuff and more psychicy stuff. We do yeah. renaissance festivals, yeah, and I'll do like fun. tarot card readings, and he'll fun. dress up like he's my um my handsome pirate that like oh, hangs out it. outside the thing. our oh, ar- so,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. ar- pirate,
1: and uh, we actually had a pirate wedding. So,
0: oh, that uh, was wonderful. Okay. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah. so fun. Yes. Oh, um, I mean, and, did you uh, get married on a pirate boat or a ship.
1: I wish. Oh my god. No, but we got married at. <laughs> at crystal lake
0: <laughs> oh wow okay. Ooh,
1: yeah. even cooler Fun.
0: all kinds Brave. of cool stuff
1: that is yeah. so cool
0: it is uh, missy love that She, she loves.
1: yeah it. i love that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. about that so yeah. um liz uh wait before i ask you for uh, there's a couple there's one more thing i want to ask you but i do want to thank our sponsor everclear um everclear is our sponsor I mentioned that and I'll mention it again. Everclear is our sponsor and they're everclear.com or an app web website, web, app and website. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm gonna, I, I had to take some Benadryl earlier because I had an allergy attack and it's making me really dopey. Um, but uh, yes, everclear.com is where you can get your advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And I'm an advisor on there. And lastly, Liz, where can people find you? What can they what can they find anything out about you? Do you have a website or anything oh, like that? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So my business is Harmony Kai LLC. And the website is HarmonyKai.com. And that's just uh, Harmony, H-A-R-M-O-N-Y, Kai, K-A-I.com. Okay. Um, and everything you need is there. So I do Reiki. I am, um, I'm a certified sound healer, certified Reiki teacher, uh, spiritual development coach. Oh, um, he does it, all, listeners. Does it I, all. I do, I do the things. I do, do the things. You've it. explored do far
0: and, 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 and learned much. And I think that's just great. So, so, you know, I think you're a real inspiration to like this podcast will be a real inspiration to a lot of people who have been, you know kind of held back by what other people have told them to think about themselves mm. who have their not their best interests you know and you 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 show that your strength your inner perseverance and your belief in yourself and your spirituality possibly too all of that together brought you to a happy place, it seems like, where you're doing your purpose with the right person that you love or seem to really absolutely. With. And absolutely. So there's so much hope out there for people who are in those kinds of situations where you're yes, not understood to your mm-hmm. partner or anything.
1: She did that very thank well.
0: Thank you for that. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's really about surrounding yourself with the right people and being brave enough to cut off the wrong ones, really. Yes. like yes. There's definitely sentiment in the saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, mm. you are who you hang around with. And I know that there's a lot of, especially with empaths, there's this connection that we have to like, oh, you know, I know what it feels like to be rejected. So I don't want to reject this person. Mm. But like, really, sometimes you just got to let them go because they're not going to It's not good to for you or them.
0: It's not fair to them if you don't. Right. Them, you know, and
1: really, here's the kicker is that the more you allow them to be where they are, the more you're enabling them. And
0: you're yes, and you're getting codependent us. on that back and forth cycle usually, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. and um yeah. I mean, I think
0: I, we can help people like that, but we can't fix them and make them see that they're hurting us or other people, you know.
1: You can't until they want that. Until they want it. Until until they they want want
0: it. You're right. You're right. That's
1: exactly right. You gotta want it.
0: So right? do you have any uh, last words for our listeners? Anything you'd like to, to say or let them know about anything at all? Any advice? Any more advice? You have such great advice.
1: (laughs) I have a story, actually. A story! Um, I love a story. (laughs) Story time. So I I have uh, a friend who is an older gentleman. He's probably somewhere, I want to say he's upper 70s, early 80s. And he was always very conservative his whole life very religious his whole life very close-minded and um not open to anything that didn't come from the bible to the point where he mm. was even like convinced that you know certain things in the bible i don't want to offend anybody but like he's a flat earther right you know so okay. um
0: yeah, yeah
1: and um you know i don't know anyway I don't, connect, so- I don't relate
0: to that either um i think for me like My opinion of the flat earthers is like. I just don't think anyone really believes it. I think they just need something to bond about, you know? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: the argument is that, you know, that's what the Bible says, you know, that's how the Bible yeah. describes the earth. So and, and, and,
0: all the Bible is all interpretation, you know, it could be said a certain way right. but you can look somewhere else and it can say the same, like a total opposite thing. So it's really pick and choose with the Bible, in my opinion, living in the South anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely, I could go on for hours about that. but. We
0: have you back you want to come back liz we i love would you. You love have to come have back have a, lot whenever, yeah. have a lot more
1: yeah a lot whenever you would like whenever you would have me for sure oh, and um you know i would love to come back you guys are awesome you have great energy and i feel like we're vibing pretty good so. yeah me too yeah, absolutely I love yeah, this is great um mm. so terror so this older gentleman i don't want you to use his name but <laughs> so the older gentleman lived his life this way and then suddenly had a massive heart attack And found himself dead for uh, several minutes. But when he came back, he said that he felt like he had been dead for years and that he had spent years in this other place. And that he had spoken to beings that most of us can only reach through psychedelics or, you know, an ayahuasca retreat. And that through this conversation with this being that he just sat and talked to for ages, he said years and years, almost decade, um, that he learned so much. and came back when he came back they said oh you've only been dead for you know he's like oh you died for like two minutes or whatever and he's like I've been
0: memories I've been gone
1: forever you know Mm -hmm. and so and now you know has this entirely different view on the world and on people and on religion and what he was doing with his life and what he now wants to do with his life and has decided that instead of being in pursuant of some words in a book that someone claimed belongs to a deity he's living by his heart and he's yes. living by treating people what as what they are which is a soul walking around in a meat suit and
0: some compassion yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. compassion for that soul and yeah.
1: instead of You know, being this conservative that hates this and that and is homophobic and xenophobic and misogynistic, like, you know, he's a total, he became a totally different person. And you know him personally? I know him personally,
0: yes. So, like, were you surprised that he healed?
1: Well, I didn't know him before.
0: It, oh, it was more of a him shock. Wow, I met him really after.
1: Cool. So it was a shock to hear about how he used to be because I know him very well as this guru that is so spiritual and so open and loves people so fully. Like people he doesn't even know. Like he's never Aww. even met them and he treats I them like him. he's known them.
0: <laughs> right?
1: Yes. He's like, I've known you for eons. What do you mean? we've we, we come from the same source, we've known each other since the beginning of time. Like, he's Aww. just, it's just so incredible cool. to just yeah. see, you know. And then when I was told that he was once, like, not a nice person, I was like, get the hell out of here. Like, he's been <laughs> wonderful his whole life. Yeah, Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah. crazy, but man. so then he told me his story and I was blown away. And I'm like, you know, I knew it. I've always known it. But thank you for affirming it, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's really, that's an amazing story. Thank you for that, too. Yeah. You must come back, Liz. You must.
1: I would love to. And the point of that story is that it doesn't matter at what point in your life you're at. It's never too late to start. Never. Right. Yes. Never. Thank this man you. is in his 80s and he has oh. just in the last like five years started this huge commune for people to come together. It's oh. never too late. It's not you're never it's never too late. Just no, start. I mean, just no. start. It's not too late. Yeah. I, I, get,
0: upset. I, I get upset. Like we have uh, a regular Carol Starr. She does she's an astrologer does really <laughs> podcast with us. And she's 86 now, I think. And um, she's like, people get weird when they go. She said this on a podcast. People get weird when they get old. She like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep working and be you know, youthful and enjoy my life. You know, she's like, I don't want to sit there and wait to die is basically what she's getting at. You know, and that's yeah. kind of the attitude. She, I does, want it to well. she, does. she does it well. She does. Yeah, so she's good. amazing. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's like something a lot of spiritual people just kind of naturally do. We We stay youthful and interested and curious. You know, Absolutely. no matter how damaged we are, we get curious about the healing because we can maybe help someone else after we're done. You know, right? If, you know, if we we have to get rid of it anyway because it's going to kill us. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. in our relationships, but
1: yeah, I, can, I can't yep. stop talking to you, Liz. I can't this stop disease. talking
0: to
1: you. <laughs> I know, I know. I, there's so much, I so much, so much to say. We will, we will, sure. take, we will I think take there's a... so much that you
0: know. We will take like a rain check or it's a sunny day now. The day's crazy. It rains. <laughs> Alabama's nuts right now with the weather, isn't it? Misty. It's just tornadoes, rain, yeah. yeah. sun. Blah. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll love to have you back. If you have any other ideas, just, you know, hit me up. And I'm sure you got planning. but hit me up and we'll schedule again. Mm-hmm. And listeners and watchers or listeners, I will have her information in the description of the podcast. And uh, I'd say thank you to you, Liz.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you so much to both of you. Misty, Lisa, you guys are amazing and keep doing what you do.
0: Oh, we will. We're
1: trying. Ah, you're helping people. <laughs> you're helping people. Do what That's you what do. What we're to do.
0: Thank you. Even if yeah, nobody's listening.
1: Yeah, so well. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: We're still trying. Still trying. Still trying. <laughs> and uh, Misty, thank you for always trying thank you,
1: with me. <laughs> Lisa. Thanks for trying with me too.
0: And uh, listeners, we love you so much. And thank you if you are listening, like Misty says. If you're not, we still love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much. Peace out. Bye. Bye.